The crew have had an interesting time this week. And yes, meant as much as it's meant in that old Chinese proverb. But they're still smiling, still happy, even if someone's been moving their controls and display meters to different places. Of course they're smiling. Blood pressure's naturally lower in a salt-free zone after all. The clock high up on the wall shows it's around 8.30ish. But that's because the big hand fell off the clock some time ago and no one's sure where the ladder is so we can reach it. Still, good enough for hunting time. The crew put away their homework. Stick their gum under the desk. Their own desk, they're not animals. And face front, as the big man with the messy stubble where his beard used to be says... Our mics are live. Good evening, truckers everywhere. It's good to be back. I'm your host, Rudolf Hucker, and we've got plenty to be grateful for. For example, I'm grateful that social distancing means I don't have to stand too close to my fellow presenters. I'm Harry Balzac, and I'm grateful that I finally managed to use that introduction after my cock-up a couple of weeks ago. I'm Wilma Fingerdoo, and I'm grateful that battle weapons dismantle for putting in suitcases. I'm Mia Harkness, and I'm grateful that you lot are getting all the walking about problems sorted for me, so I don't have to. I'm Juan Kerr, and I'm grateful for the sunshine, the trees, the rivers, the little bitty bar lambs. Ow. I'm Norma Snockers, and I'm grateful that this nonsense only happens once a week. Oi, button monkey, push something. One-trick pony comes around on the carousel again. Hanky Sapphire. Weapons expert presses release. Oh, sorry, press release. Don't look now. Pink Ninja sallies forth. What goes up? Is it Hotel Carsonari or Hotel California? I know what you're doing and I'm going to tell everyone about it. In the annals of history, there are countless examples of heroic scoundrels, bewaistcoated individuals with a dodgy past turning over a new leaf and saving the day, even despite looking like a scruffy-looking nerf herder, or potty-mouthed red and black onesie-wearing fourth wall breakers who, despite an R rating, that's 18 for non-night shift commanders, somehow managed to do the right thing, just with a bit of swearing. Then, of course, there are the other kind of scoundrels. The kind who, instead of riding in on a pale horse, knocking back a sarsaparilla before giving the bad guys a good drubbing, are the kind who leave the toilet seat up, who water down the drinks, who have a spare card up both sleeves and most probably cheat at tiddlywinks. 
We're talking about those who, despite being paid to run a park full of dinosaurs, try and make a quick buck by turning off all the security fences and attempting to smuggle raging carnivore embryos out. The ones who drop all the litter in the theme parks. Or high wake out just as you're about to cash in on their bounty. Yes, the 10th Fleet, with the aid of the Sirius Corporation, have resorted to skullduggery. Their supposedly peaceful faction have turned to a life of crime, and having been on the receiving end of another Hutton-induced failure to take Barnard's star, have brought their own brand of mischief to Alpha Centauri. They've discovered that being naughty causes lockdowns. So they're being as naughty as can be. Think Dick Dastardly. Think whoever it was under that mask who was pretending to be a ghost and would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for being tongue-tied during the news. Think Robbie Rotten or even maybe Dr. Robotnik. Yes, they're committing so much crime that they've taken the mugs offline. <laughs> the gin distillery is no longer bubbling and hissing away. The rotters. Alvin is appealing to all and any commanders to make sure that their report crimes against Hutton Button is firmly left in the on position and to seek and cash in with extreme prejudice on any wanted ships in Alpha Centauri. Oh, and if you see any of the 10th Fleet twirling their moustaches, don't forget to tell them to make an exit riding on the tired-looking hobby horse that they rode in on. You may have noticed some familiar faces at Hutton this week. Well, lots of versions of the same familiar face. In a spectacle familiar to all Huttonites, hanky clones from across the galaxy descended on Hutton this week to visit their place of birth, well, decanting, for audit purposes as part of a ritual known as Hanky Fest or Hanky's Half Hour. Every year, hanky clones make their way to Budget Clones for You on the Hutton's lower rotunda with the parade in front of the shop reciting their batch numbers and clone designations while having their DNA checked against that of the One True Hanky, also known as Hanky One or Original Hanky, that is Commander Chris Hanky. Indeed, they even managed to lock out the top 10 places on the Hutton Runs table earlier this week. Granted, there were only 10 attempts, but still. Pilgrims included Original Chris Hanky, King Hanky, Paul Hanky, Snake Hanky, Christopher and Christoph Hanky, BJ McKay, no bear, and Tarrant. At this time, we are unsure whether Tarrant is actually Tarrant Hanky or Chris Tarrant. In a process taking around 30 minutes, Hankies are tested and those who are a bit frayed at the edges or slightly crumbling are retired and make their way through the golden doors where a shuttle waits to take them off to the Soylent Factory Farm. Soylent Farm for retired clones, where they can spend their time relaxing by playing one another in endless games of chess, always a draw, raising little snakes into giant snakes and watching old episodes of On The Buses. Once the audit is complete, all hanky clones which have given a clean bill of health make their way to the pilot's lounge, where they have a meal from McFargoid including delicacies such as Soylent Green Burgers, Brain Tree Blancmange, Tentacle Dippers and Roasted Tucker which is very popular because everyone gets a leg. This is all washed down with a large sausage McStiffy from McTharcoid's innuendo range of desserts. Then the hankies go their separate ways, with friendships renewed, bellies filled and then promptly emptied round the back of the McTharcoid's biffa bin. They board their various ships and head out once more into the expanse of the Milky Way, where they will fly your fleet carriers 
explore new worlds, fight off invasions, unblock our lavies, repaint stations when they change allegiance, and muck out our ships when we return from Beagle Point. I mean, where would we be without hanky clones? Probably the same place we are now, but Colonia would constantly have elections in tier. Oh. Oh. But life would have just that little bit less variety. Well, okay, it would have more variety, but, well, look, just shut up, okay? I need an emergency bong. Not, not, not that kind of bong. Oh, for Look, next story, please. Those of you who have listened to the show recently will already be aware that Alex Zuno, that pirate-popping pilot who regularly tops the list for bounties, has created an online guide to how she does it and how you too can improve your PvE. A press release has been forthcoming and it goes as follows. Imperial Navy Intervention and Rescue, approved for Galnet public release, Hunter. A first-hand account of fast, fierce and effective starship combat for the 34th century on an interweb near you at inov.space slash hunter slash got to have slashes in a three-part series drawn from the perspective and personal experience of a pilot with a genuine love for combat commander alex suno details every aspect of constructing and operating a lethal starship each chapter is packed with insight and understanding, and its structured exercises are designed to breach the limits of what many pilots would have thought possible, all with the ultimate purpose of reaping bounty claims quickly and efficiently. Imperial Navy Intervention and Rescue is committed to protecting security and sovereignty within the Empire, but also believes in supporting the rights of and supplying the means for independent factions to achieve the same standard for their own star systems. In opposition to the recent rise of interstellar piracy and terrorism affecting the populated galaxy as a whole, this production is the first of a fresh initiative to introduce and, and enhance combat for pilots of all backgrounds, enabling each to unleash their paced, power and devastating potential. Think. Feel. Fly. Fight. Alex centres the video you're watching right now. Assuming that you're not listening to the podcast, of course, and whilst we obviously cannot condone the slaughter that it illustrates, it does show some very skillful flying and demonstrates a grace and finesse to which we should all aspire. Besides, we also knew that Helen Lister was a wrong one, so we wrenched she had it coming. It's been a busy week at the Renlux and Dreadlux beauty parlour and clothing chain this week as the conclusion was announced of some interesting experiments that had been conducted recently. After the debacle over suits for female pilots that unaccountably were missing sections from the top half was traced to a 14-year-old hormonal intern, the chain is keen to ensure transparency, just not in their underwear. They have described some of the changes like this. Hair will no longer change colour at different distances, which brings to an end the practice of rangefinding during combat by means of a dulux colour chart removes the disadvantage of the colour blind who cannot tell 
that the pink is next to the green and makes obsolete the well-known phrase these red soldiers are small but the blue ones out there are far away. Updates made to some engineers faces. We have yet to see an example of this change but we suspect that this is a response to the recent criticism that new engineers all look alike. And you will recall our speculation that in fact there was only one engineer with three suits. We understand that in order to reduce confusion and to make absolutely sure that everyone can easily tell the difference between the engineers, one will have an eye patch, the second will have one of those moustaches that are attached by sticking them up your nostrils, and the third will have tattoos, the kind you can apply by putting a piece of paper in water before applying to your face. They've also fixed a problem that occurred when you'd had a complete makeover, creating what they call a new you. They'd like to apologise that owing to a mix-up with the infrared lamp and making you sit in the window in a process that they dubbed hardening off, many pilots found themselves a subject of unwanted attention, not only from mercenaries who'd earned lots of credits and thus had something large burning a hole in their pocket, were also from the girls at Wonders who objected to the unfair competition. The Pilots' Federation has a ninja. A space warrior that is everywhere and with everybody all at the same time. And spreading joy, peace and teeny tiny little pink crumbs. Earlier today, Commander Sally made an announcement on behalf of the Pilots' Federation about some improvements to the lives and the things that they love for many commanders. And people started jostling for position to be able to say thank you to Sally. And in one or two corners of the galaxy, small scuffles broke out of the she was writing to me, no it was me variety. But generally the conversations were of a kind and grateful nature and Sally was throwing out messages and pink wafers like the hero in a martial arts film with the words never quite sync with the lips. Let's rip with throwing stars. No comment went unnoticed, no supplicant was ignored. And when the dust started to settle, there wasn't enough salt to put on even a tiny chip. You know, little ones that get stuck at the back of the paper and you're only eating to be tidy, you know, those chips. Rumours that Sally is to be designated spokesperson for all announcements in the future, in order that the rest of the team can return their bulletproof vests to the storage locker, have yet to be confirmed. On a fairly regular basis, the human race can, as a collective, be relied upon to do something stupid. From picking an arse-kicking contest with a porcupine, pushing that big red button marked do not touch just to see what it does, to our regular entrant of sticking your head in something marked head remover, yes, it's very likely that someone will do it. And in fact, the more silly it is, the more likely that it is to factor into the list of stuff you shouldn't do, but tried anyway. Oh look, there's a sheer cliff. Wonder if I can drive my SRV off of it. What happens if I stand on Flossie's taxi as it's lifting off? And classics such as going to a Pirate Activity 7 USS in my shiny new anaconda and forgetting that I haven't got enough for a rebuy. TV shows on Gullweb have made a regular daytime staple of videos of such antics. Humans do the stupidest things. 
It's also apparently a favourite of Tharg the Mighty. In recent weeks, there has been a new fad. Geezer jumping. No, this isn't beating up that snoozing drunk guy in the bar in return for giving money on video and posting it on Galweb. We mean the other kind of geezers. The hot, splurty kind. Yes, commanders have taken it upon themselves to jump into jets of superheated steam. And in some cases, vapours of an entirely less pleasant kind. To see whether they can, on low-G worlds, achieve orbit. Of course, there's the small matter of Old Faithful firing superheated steam up your jacksy at a few hundred kilometres per hour. But if you survive that, without catching one leg at a funny angle and ending up needing the services of Cyril the Cyberdog in his mechanical leg emporium, then you'll be treated to an ever-decreasing view of the land below as you're shot like a champagne cork out of a bottle straight up into the air. At this stage... Of course, due to the low gravity, you've got plenty of time to consider your fate. Yes, the low gravity means you're not plummeting quite as fast initially as you would be on Earth, but there's not much air resistance due to these pesky, tenuous atmospheres. Then there's the jetpack, or rather the jump assist. It's great for helping when you jump off a tall building, stopping you breaking both legs on impact and screaming in pain as the enemy runs towards you laughing. But when you're, you've just spent four minutes accelerating towards the ground, well, it's, it's like trying to bail out the Titanic with a teacup. Can we reassure everyone that this new fad might look funny on Galweb? The screams might make you chuckle. The entrants might be presented with their very own Darwin Award. However, it will be in the shape of a headstone and carved with the words, Here lie the bits of Commander Numnut that we could find. The rest are covering an area of around 400 square metres on an unremarkable geologically active planet somewhere. And to be honest, it was a gruesome task scraping it all up. Rest in pieces, Commander. Your 200 credits from You've Been Shamed have been sent to your next of kin. Don't say we didn't warn you. Oh, apart from that one commander, we've heard he's still in an upward trajectory and heading out for the Andromeda galaxy. The security lockdown we reported last week in Barnard Star has continued, having been in effect for two weeks, and Hutton influence is staying stubbornly below 30%. However, almost all the factions are in some form of lockdown, bust, civil war or outbreak, making Barnard's star a grade A1 willow-weaved basket case. Our security slider appears to be broken and stuck on zero. Perhaps the BGS gremlins have snuck in and been nibbling on the wiring? Either that, or there's been an awful lot of crime committed in that system. So much crime, in fact, that it makes Wonnie and Wedgie's criminal activities appear almost feckless. On reflection, from what I've read in the Custodian's chat, leads me to believe that we are harbouring a veritable hive of scum and villainy within our ranks, and I'll ask that the security slider repairman be sent back to Aldin before one of you lot robs his toolbox. In addition to Barnard's star being mired in the brown stuff, Alpha Centauri and Wolf 359 are headed that way with outbreaks of smear protests and civil unrest. In fact, AC dropped 10 points in a day, which gives further credence to the BGS gremlin theory. 
perhaps some IT guys have had a career change into power management because in several settlements somebody keeps turning off the power, then turning it back on again. To alleviate all of these problems, turn in oodles and oodles of Hutton bounties in Barnard Star, Alpha Centauri and Wolf 359. Don't forget, you can earn these in any Hutton controlled system. Happily, Hutton are losing the lacklustre war in Carson and Ari, 1-0, as the seven-day war enters its eighth day. Hopefully, Hutton won't get an equaliser before the referee blows the final whistle when extra time eventually finishes. If you want to be certain of a Hutton defeat, and don't forget folks, the right answer is yes, you jolly well do, then fight for Carson and Ari Limited against Hutton. At the top end of the Hutton System League, only two systems are significantly above 60%. I'd hazard a guess that you lot have finally been listening to me. But it's probably the BGS Gremlins. Meanwhile, in Colonia, Chief Architect Hankey reports that we have gained Collins Dredging Enterprise in Pytheus. Whatever that is. So Hot Coll have gained two bases in two weeks by election. Or BGS Gremlins. Or, or something. Anyway, Chuckers should work in Eol Procol Centauri and win the election we're in with the Colonia Cooperative for control of the system. We still need to leave Hotel Carson and Ari where apparently you can go, go to war anytime you like, but you can never have peace. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, well, truck something, but you should really think about shooting something. If you want to shoot something, the messages from General Snuggles is bounties, bounties, bounties. Kill pirates and turn in the bounties at Barnard Star to end the lockdown period, and also in Alpha Centauri and Wolf 359 to shorten the civil unrest. We still need to exit Carson and Ari, so fight for Carson and Ari Limited against Hutton. Here is the latest information on events from around the galaxy. Organised by you, the Elite Dangerous Community. The organisers of the Comfy Cannon Cruise would like us to point out that when we said last week that they'd passed the halfway point, that was only halfway through the original expected duration of the trip, as shown on ADSM.net. They are actually only about 25% through their waypoints, so there's still plenty for them to do. After the short hiatus that finished last week, they're off again, and Commander Mephisto tells us, In the 13th week of the Comfy Cannon Cruise, finally set sail again, after followers of Molly worshipped the Umbrella Mollusks of Asura for the last time. The waypoints, after resuming course, featured a colourful assortment of anomalies and the first Carulum Lagrange cloud. Also, their systems have black holes as their main bodies, which makes an impressive sight with the high density of stars so near the Milky Way's bulge. Details of the rest of the crews are at bit.ly slash comfy cruise, uh, sorry, comfy cannon cruise. The Artemis Bio Biological Survey is now underway, travelling around the inner Orion spur in search of new biological features and exceptional geological formations. They are making details of their discoveries available at 
bit.ly DSN Flora. And there's already a lot of information and photographs of their findings on, their, on that website. The fleet carrier, the DSN Phileas Fogg, is currently at Heart Sector IR-V B2-0 and will be leaving on Tuesday, June 15th at 6.30 UTC for Crescent Sector GWW C1-8 with a two-night stay in the Bubble Nebula. Details of the expedition, including their Discord, being operated jointly in English and in French, can be found at bit.ly Artemis Survey. The rescheduled Texas Lake on Massacre starts this Saturday, the 12th of June, at 2100 BST, 2000 UTC. If you've ever wanted to show pirates that Alex Zuno isn't the only one who knows how to disassemble their ships with extreme prejudice, then sign up and bring your fighting fighting ships, small or medium, to defend the T7s that will be acting as bait in Wolf 1481. Details are on our Facebook events page. The link is being pasted into the chat. When we first heard that King Hanky was throwing a party on the 14th of July, it seemed like a long way away, but it's only a few weeks now. If you want to celebrate the Clone Master's 6th fleet carrier with a pie in the pint, then see the schedule on our Facebook events page. And don't forget to bring your own pint and pie. Again, the link will be in the chat. And that's the roundup of news about community-led events. Remember to let us know if you know of one that's happening. Now that's how to do a set of headlines. Yes. No salt. <laughs> nice people, nice saying nice things. Exactly. Not, not nice even people. Come on. Not even enough to put on your chips. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 seem to have a report coming in that a certain pink ninja um, has has been spotted uh, listening at the studio door as well, and uh, and sends everybody a, a big thumbs up and some hugs and. Oh, I'm um, coming over all unnecessary now. <laughs> yes, but. Um, God, yeah, I mean, all, all sorts going on. I mean, I know we went on about the uh, elbow patches of doom. I mean, sorry, the, the geography teacher's jumper of... Uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, patches, but I'll tell you what, today has been been a bit of a bit of a special one, hasn't it? Has I mean, it? I, yes. I, I, I'm nodding. I'm nodding. I don't think we've ever seen so much come out of the Pilots' Federation as we, we have done in the last, ooh, eight to ten hours, have we? <laughs> <laughs> Took that long just I, to I, type all the patch notes, I think. I know. I, I thought. I thought I responded to things that way too much and wrote too much. Well, it's mm. not too much at all. Don't know. Too much is the wrong yeah, word. Lots. Um, but my goodness gracious me! I mean, the, the amount of um, responses in there and then immediate responses in the Pilots Federation is. Um, yeah. It's it's like a a breath of fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, they, we're not joking. There there were people arguing over. No, no, no. Yeah. They she responded me to me. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then people start asking, how come that person's got a response and I haven't? At which point they got, they, they got smothered with pink a lot. You know, yes. for, um, 
but uh, no, it's it's um, it's it's a huge change, and it sounds, from what I can tell, that they're going to be taking turns, mm. um, just basically looking at all the responses, making sure everything's logged properly. I mean, this is it's the Hutton way of doing things, isn't it? You spot something, you log something, you give some detail. They're just mm. just doing it with extra extra niceness. We thought we were lovely, but they're doing it with extra pleases and I all think, those kind I of things. I think what you'll find is as well the law bring their the law bring their own approach to it as well. Like Sally smothers everybody in pink. Yeah. Arthur will just bombard them with swear words and Bruce is likely to come up the back of them and shoot them in the head. Yeah, I think or Arthur's got, got a manticore oppressor loaded with uh, gummy bears that he's going to yeah. be firing every now and again. Uh, yeah, into and the you, want it be the, you want it to be the sugar-free gummy bears because you know what they do. <laughs> oh, no, the giant ones that are massive yeah. laxative effect. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, it, I'll be I'll be curious to see, um, you know, everybody's own unique uh, community manager style as they as they go through these things. Obviously, you know, Sally got the, the short end of the, the, the short straw there because... Um, yeah, the first day on patch day was the one where there were going to be the most questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just adding up on my fingers. Yeah, how many? Is it going to be like one of those, one of those shows where I end up getting the green room as, as I did for about a year? I, it's, is it me? And I always, I always get the sort of. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. 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 And so, so is that Sally? Sort of. Is it? Is it Thursday? Is it me again? You know. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're recruiting some more community managers to make it up to seven. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, so why you are you recruiting Thursday. for this position? Well, there are seven days in a week. Yes. Yeah. And and yes. yes. Twenty-four beers in a case. We need some twenty-four hours in a day. We need somebody for Tuesdays and Thursdays. Why, why, why do you need somebody for those days so the rest days don't do them? Yes, I mean, I wonder whether the business cards say I'm the Tuesday community manager. Yes. Mm. Yeah, um, but obviously the Saturday afternoon one would have to be the uh, the so many people playing the servers are having a hiccup, CM. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean it, it's it's wonderful to see, and actually the the patch notes. I mean, my goodness. Talk about TLDR. I mean, those were like release notes, not patch God. notes. And did the, you did sorry, go on. I was gonna say the multitude of people who asked what was it, um minor fixes and patches, bug bug fixes. That's what, like what does that mean? I burst sorry they asked now. Yes. <laughs> but the uh, my, if that's minor, I'd hate to see a major. Uh, other yeah. than the major general, of course. But um did you spot this the, the one in the middle, the toast? Yes. What's it's coming it's coming up, it's in the script. Oh, oh we're gonna find out about the toast in a bit, are we? Good, because well, I was going to ask, but no, I wouldn't. The toast notification, yes. Arm, mm. uh, Arf went through that in the uh, Tuesday live stream. Is that what comes up when you get shot in the face? <laughs> you get wasted and they just drill you full of bullets and it's like, you are. Shall, shall, we, shall we just jump ahead and do it now? You know in the when you're in the uh, commander, the, the suit and weapon outfitting screens, mm -hmm. you get a little notification that pops in at the bottom right, sort of across his shin. Like your character's shin across the left shin. No, I and don't. It, and it looks looks like a very elongated piece of toast, and it pops in and then pops out. It, it's a toast because ah, it pops up like I, a piece of yeah. toast notification. I was wondering if it was something to do with the toast rack. Uh, could be, could be. No, I've seen just, people pop into the toast rack and they it doesn't just pop. Just, doesn't just show that your suit's overheating then, though. But I, it's very odd loaf of bread from which you would get. Such a long, thin piece of toast. Anyway, that's mm. what it is. Mm. It's the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> 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 
But uh, so to, uh, yeah, I mean, it just just pa- paging paging through it all. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, oh, it's pages of it. Pages and pages. AI no longer become hostile to players targeted by settlement defenses. The settlement defenses are not hostile towards the thing they're targeting. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm. Mm. That means they might target you and scan you and even track you, but they won't shoot you until you do something wrong. Ah, by so what, previously by... they were they were targeting you. Who are you? And everybody went, quick, kill him. And now it's a, yeah. who are you? Okay, we're going to wait and see before we kill him. Mm. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't obviously I haven't played, but it it sounds to me as if they were kind of targeting people and going, "I'm going to kill you now." Oh, and now what they'll do is they'll target you and go, "Well, you haven't done anything wrong, so I wouldn't kill you, but I'm going to watch you, I'm going to watch you, and now you've done something wrong, and I'm going to kill you." Now, go, going back to to I think it was Amelia's article about the human beings do the stupidest things. Yes, they do. Yes. Oh, well, see, yeah. there, there, there's even a line in the uh, patch notes about human beings do the stupidest things. And Commander Chicks will back me up on this one. Under right. audio, the sixth one down says, "Sounds have been implemented for when sliding down sleepy, steep inclines." Is it a swanny whistle? Yeah. Well, I'm, I was the human version. Yeah. In those movies where, they, where, where where somebody sort of falls down a cliff and then it cuts to the stunt person doing shoulder rolls all the way down. Yeah. And then they superimpose the sound afterwards and ow, oh, ow, all the way down. Yeah. I, I prefer the Wiley Coyote sort of version where it's just a human-shaped hole in the ground. I, I yeah. I'm going to have to do this noise off mic so I don't deafen everybody, but uh, <laughs> that, that sort of noise. Yeah. Um, it's humans, not chimps. <laughs> well... <laughs> It can only do chimps. Me, me. Ah. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I, I quite liked that one. Because, uh, Amelia, I mean, that is humans do the stupidest things. Because only somebody incredibly foolish would just randomly jump off the side of a cliff, wouldn't they? <laughs> You've got no choice. Uh, some of the... I mean, I know people have been complaining about the planets. Um, my advice would be get out more. Because there's some marvellous uh, stuff out there. But and I landed I found... one, one planet and it was flat. So they're all like that. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. the flat you from the Flat Planet Society. Yeah, well, I'd landed anyway, on, uh, landed, New Amsterdam. I landed at it was all very flat. When I'm out hunting, what am I looking for? Fungoids. Um, mm. They generally occur up bloody hell. They occur up massive cliffs and ledges, and you you struggle to find a place to uh, land your ship for a start. Yeah, you know, like, teetering on. <laughs> yeah, it's it. It takes me ten minutes to land sometimes, on auto autopilot too. And then I, you you sort of bound around with your jetpack on these cliffs, and then at some point you go up to the top of the mountain to, to are there any more over that other side, and then you slide off, and you like careen about two kilometers off the side of this cliff on your heels. So <laughs> what your boots end up like with a no swanny whistle going the whole way, and then you just stop. There's no sort of cartwheeling, you know. Like they used to do in uh, Where Eagles Dare or anything like that, you know, and splat at the bottom. Anyway, people need to get out more because there's some marvellous landscapes out. There. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. loving all this Odyssey talk. So what you what you're really <laughs> saying is it was all just a bit disappointing. <laughs> Which bit? The careening <laughs> off a mountain. Yeah. Well, no, I, I found I some fungoids. It was great and was immediately disappointed. No, was, uh... <laughs> well, all I know is it's more exciting now because when you careen down that lift, you're going to make sound. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, ouch. Yeah. At the bottom. 
I did notice that the uh, the update today, uh, the, there was a bit in there in the notes about they didn't uh, buff the colours. Um, and my, oh, yes. my purple SRV is so purple. It's like every time I, I go back to it, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> well, see, that's that's going to be the I was going to say the, the the litmus test for me because obviously if I can see mm. that it's purple, it must be really really purple. It really is purple. <laughs> but have you noticed the yellow, the, the vibrant yellow? I think has been described as dull mustard. <coughs> I think they're renaming it to dull mustard. Oh, yeah. Oh. But and we can now get arcs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now arcs will do. Yes. Um, what does she stuff? I noticed that. Mm. Is this like frequent flyer miles for the taxis? You get in a taxi and you get a few frequent flyer miles, they get another taxi. So all those people whizzing around the galaxy trying to find their G3 Dominator suit upgrades uh, get get lots of arcs while they're doing it, and then, of course, they can buy themselves uh, that you know Stetson and Scarf combo. Yeah. And I think you get it for things like uh, Dysonating and... Yeah, you, why, well, why apparently you do. I, I, yeah. I've been out Dysonating for about three weeks now, and I, it was only when I read the patch notes I realised that I wasn't getting arcs for it. <laughs> and now I can't decide whether to be yeah. disappointed or not. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Actually, I, I was kind of having a think. Why would you wear a, a cowboy hat and a scarf over a spacesuit? Well, it, it we, makes, we did mention it earlier look, yeah. that lots of people are stupid. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> is that is yeah. it definitely a plainsman look or is it a Doctor Who, a number four Doctor Who look? I don't know. I, don't I was know. I was thinking it was more out of um, I don't know, sort of a bit of Clint Eastwood esque, you know, coming to the bar right. with it pulled down low and you're looking from under the brim, you know. I yeah, but think, you don't, think, if it doesn't have a poncho with it, you're missing the point. Have you thought or an action about, blanket? Even have <laughs> you thought what kind of view you'd have if you put the hat on inside your helmet? Hmm. <laughs> yes. Why can't you just make a helmet large enough to wear a hat inside it? Uh, it's got an elastic yeah. headband. It's a bit like one of those pictures you see on on the on Galweb about you know how would um, a xenomorph wear their wear their hat? You know, they put a cap on it or the cap on the little thing that pops out or you know. <laughs> you would um, not not on the tongue. I mean, the tongue is just a tongue with teeth to pull things into the mouth. Right, so you have, have, you seen, have you seen those helmets that look like you're wearing a mushroom on your head as well? No. I think they're the mining ones that make you look like you've got a mushroom on your head. Looks like something out of Mario Brothers. I was going to say that. Is that something the Mario Brothers would use? <laughs> yes, mm. along Maybe. with the Tash. See, yeah, but... if it's for mining, now I want a mushroom for my head. Yeah. Oh, you can get you can get mushrooms for your heads. Yeah. You can imagine. Um, you can imagine. Them tu- you can imagine them turning up and going, "It's a me, Vantian." <laughs> <laughs> oh, mamma mia! Yes. Mamma mia! Yeah. Yes. It's but so, so we'd so, like yeah, to I mean, apologise loads... to all stereotypes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> At least we aren't so taking the Mickey out of <laughs> out of the, the Scottish by making them say the word eleven, yeah. or you know, not, yeah. not this week, well, not, not or, yet. or not or yet. anybody, yeah. anybody, anybody show, ginger. Show isn't over yet. Oh, we have yeah. got a, we've got a very ginger guy in work who said to us this week, "I don't think I'm that ginger. I think I'm quite dark for ginger." And we were like, "No, mate, you're you're ginger, ginger." And, oh. see, see, see this jar of marmalade. Yeah, <laughs> and I was going to say a segue onto another bit of the article. Talking of ginger, yes, we 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 have a notification from one of our long-standing uh, hut and truckers. Oh, is it something about a bottle of ginger? Yeah, the, the I think That's the owner of the thing. very 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 is it owner of the very 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 orange mug? Oh yes, Commander Rampage. 
No, it's not the orange mug. No, sorry, that's Rampage. No, no not um, it was given by it. No, it wasn't. It was. It was anyway. It was from the hot box side of things. But uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Commander Venezia. Oh yes. Just uh, obviously the segue the link in there a tiny bit. Ah, uh, well, they announced a while a while ago that they were expecting their new co-pilot. Yes. Oh. But they now have revealed that the the co-pilot. Um, they, they had one of those very very Venezia style um, reveals. Mm. Of uh, the, the the gender reveal things, at which point Commander Venezia decided to detonate something from <laughs> long range with his. Which is it? The oppressor, the Manticore oppressor rifle, or is oh, it the um, which is the long range rifle? I can't remember. Good anyway, man. I decided to use one of those to detonate something which exploded in a particular color, mm. um, and and declared that little little Venezia will be arriving in October. Yes. See, and uh, what I want to know is when he does a gender reveal. Oh yes, everybody's really happy. Or oh, let's eat some cake. When I do it, it's thirty days in jail and a thousand pound fine. Yes, <laughs> they don't call you the organist for nothing. No, mm-hmm. there's a difference mm-hmm. between a, a gender reveal and revealing <clears throat> your gender. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Is that Flash uh, Harry? But, but so, little, so little, uh, what, what little Venetia has also had a name reserved. Uh huh. Somebody, uh, does somebody want to do the reveal of of little Venetia's? Nora it says Aardvark. It says, it says Aardvark in the script. Nora Lynn. Aardvark? No, not Aardvark. Yeah. But little 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 Nora Venetia will be will be joining their wing in October. So congratulations. To, obviously, yeah. we say congratulations when they said they were expecting. But congratulations when we have more information, and I'm sure there are more congratulations coming later. But we yes. wish the, the 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 two and nearly three of them. All the best for the next few months. Mm-hmm. And they look—they always look delightfully happy in pictures, but especially picture, when blowing things up. We've got a picture up on Twitch at the moment, which yeah. Corey sent. And what I want to know is, standing behind the two of them, that looks suspiciously like it, it's an, an escape, escape pod. pod. It is. <laughs> yes. Scan that. Turn that in. Yeah. There was there was a, a moment of panic when the the smoke came out green, but it soon changed colour. Well, there, oh, was, a, no, there was, was a claim a that, that one of them is actually a thargoid in disguise. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, we, we've we've um, we've had a, a raft of birthdays in the last week of of, of well known Hutton truckers as well. Uh, Flossie, do you want to to wish any felicitations <clears throat> to any of our fellow truckers there? Uh yes. Uh... Not birthdays we had, yes. Tuesday was the birthday twins of Aaron Cochran, otherwise known as Antares Fusion, maestro of the Hutton Helper, and Rob Hooper, uh, otherwise known as Brett Riverboat, former speedrunner to Hutton, and former pizza tosser extraordinaire. And today it's Russell Pictured Evenstar, stamper of dog tags, cutter of RL decals, Cake decorator extraordinaire, all-round good egg, and um, also the birthday of Stephen Morris. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Happy birthday to you. I just smell like one, two... And many more. <laughs> yes. Um, I have to say that, that the cakes that uh, Evenstar puts together, um, this was a Hamilton-themed one because um shares, shares his uh, birthday with uh, one of the, the junior members of the family and uh, always makes the most spectacular cakes. And this year was a Hamilton-themed one, I think, and it was 
I was sort of looking at that and said, is that something he's 3D printed? No, he's actually made that. It's a cake. Mm. I wouldn't want to cut into that and spoil it. <laughs> but no, congratulations to all of them. Um, right, what else have we got? Obviously, Pilots Federation are putting more monthly yeah, updates once they finish yeah. this raft of bits and bobs. Um, no, so you cannot this? walk around your ship interior because they're not safety cleared and you might spike yourself on something sharp. No, not ever. No, yeah. so don't do that. No. It's not safe. It's not big. It's not clever. And standing up from your controls is just going to end in tears. It really is. Um, there is... Oh, story links? Story. Yes. The, the Azimuth Saga. Dun, dun, dun. It's, it's quite funny watching uh, Arf talk about this, because he's he, you can tell he's dying to tell you, but he, mm. he knows he can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he kind of... Tells you some stuff and then goes, mm, but I don't say anymore. And everyone's, what? What, what about? What, what, what? No, I can't. No, I can't. Is this, then I mean, tells you, I want, I want tells to, you a bit more. Is this all related to the Wreck of the Hesperus still? Yes, it's the Azimuth saga. So we confirmed, some, somebody asked, I think, in chat on, tu on the Tuesday live stream about um, storylines and narrative. And he said, yes, the Azimuth saga will continue. And it will continue for the rest of this year. He, and he did confirm that we are currently in Act 2 of the Azimuth saga um, of six and the two the of six is this like a Borg thing <laughs> it's uh, the Cylons <laughs> isn't it no that's a nine um, <clears throat> everybody will want to binge watch them <laughs> you can um, so he, he confirmed he said there are some things coming up so so and reading between the lines I read it and he's, I think he said in Act 5 and Act 6, things you've not seen before. So I think they'll be timed um, for after the hotboxes and PS4 uh, people join us in Odyssey. That would, would make sense. Is this where people, yeah, people, people turn out to be related to somebody else from Act 1? Uh, and then th there's and then a long, long... It was all a dream. Yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. yeah. So he said... The, they they generally each act plays out over approximately two months and uh, yeah there's lots to come and he's got some ideas about stuff in the future and he, is it Lawrence uh, the chap at Frontier oh Lawrence right. a wonderful 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 writes all writes all this stuff yeah so he yeah. says he's he's been working with Lawrence a lot to develop some some more upcoming stuff so yeah it's it's the Pilots Federation intention to not only talk to us a lot more but to uh, to add more narrative to the uh, mm -hmm. to the game. So I think it's great news. Well, yeah, and I did see some logs from one of the the ships. I mean, somebody was posting uh, storyline stuff um, uh, the, about the, yeah, this is salvation and all sorts. I don't know whether uh, Commander Wotherspoon's going to be mm. coming later, but they're mm. all about the crew members of the Hesperus and disappearing off and sending was it sending probes and messages out? Seventeen beacons launched, something like that, mm. and then Farmer Sapien took over and. Yep. There's uh, some sabotage happened and yeah. Well there Ardvark. are some listening posts. Ardvark. 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 Are we there? Because the, I, th Ardvark. I thought one of the funniest bits of just before we get to Ardvark, um was Arf was on uh, Lave Radio, our sister station, on, on Tuesday night, and at the very end they were sort of all right, I'm I'm going and it was it was on a long time, probably half an hour. Um, at the very end, he says, oh, I'm off to watch The Sopranos because it's a bit more chill than reading the forums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, 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 yes. Was he, Orange Sidewanders shouting armadillo at us. 
That just means he gets it twice as hard and three times as fast. <laughs> Crunchy on the outside, smooth on the inside. Armadillo! Armadillos! Crunchy on the outside, smooth on the inside. Dime bar? Dime Harry, Harry bar! Is the Harry Balzac finger poised? Oh, yes. <laughs> no, he's just giving oh. you the finger. Oh, yep. that's uh, right. I wonder what you're it's, doing. It's ready with it now. Right, excellent. You can see him from where you are. After all of the changes we've seen today, it's time to go over to Commanders Beetlejude and Wotherspoon to see what comes out after they've digested the news. Galnet News Digest, 10th of June, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news. Combat Zones. A good walk made better. Mystery Incorporated. Roadmap to the Stars. A farewell to Skiffy. Tonight's video is brought to you courtesy of Settlement Combat Zone Commander Skiffy. In it, he demonstrates how, by careful use of obstacles to take shelter, and strategic selection of weapons, on-foot combat, where you don't shoot till you see their moustaches, can be a skillful and rewarding career. Commander Skiffy likes running around at these sites. It's so much more fun than sitting in your ship's cockpit all day. We'll watch Commander Skiffy's progress as we discuss what's been going on in the galaxy. Other than the three sporadic and unexplained starport attacks earlier today, which may possibly have disrupted the orbit of one or more of the stations, and other than the success of Core Dynamics Corporation in defeating its own pro-corporate subsidiary, the Jupiter Division in open combat, today has been a surprisingly quiet day. Things normally happen on Thursdays, but this Thursday in particular was unusually subdued. What are we waiting for? Well... The Aegis megaship Alexandria has been missing for a week now, and although Aegis was quick to write off the crew and the cargo, it's odds on that the megaship is out there somewhere, if only we knew where to look. Will it be intact and waiting for rescue? Will it be a tragic wreck on a planet's surface? Will it have been claimed by a dredger clan like the Hesperus and on the point of being sucked into the wrecker's maw and turned into raw materials, crew, cargo and ship alike? Will the precious cargo of Guardian technology be lost forever? Will Aegis be able to develop new anti-Xeno technology without it? And speaking of the Hesperus, we are overdue a pronouncement from the shadowy figure Salvation, who intends to guide us to find out what happened to the crew of the Hesperus, who set off 200 years ago on a search for something of a Thargoid nature. Salvation seems confident that only they can save mankind, and that they can save mankind only if they can find out what happened to those scientists. We may hear from Salvation again, very soon indeed. There was some confusion at the end of last week, when the Pilots' Federation published a roadmap for conquering the galaxy. The roadmap consisted of the words, third star to the right, and straight on till morning. And very little else. There was, however, 
the promise of incremental improvements throughout June, and then a focus on stopping the galaxy flickering and getting commanders with the Xbox and PS flight control systems up to speed with the Odyssey walking about and landing on planets permits. The bald but bearded gentleman who claims to speak for the Pilots' Federation also confirmed that there would be more, much more, to Odyssey as the years roll by, so don't think this is it. In three years' time, you'll look back and appreciate that those credits you spent on the permit back in 3307 were well worth the price, even if you did spend the first couple of months seeing the galaxy at a not particularly impressive 15 frames per second. Blinking a lot, if you will. And speaking of credits, all those people who cashed in their exploration data will wish they'd waited, because from today, you can earn arcs for poking your Dysonator 2000 into parts of plants where it isn't wanted. Next week, we can look forward to an easier journey to applying liveries to our suits and seeing all our on-foot activity reflected in the Codex. And the week after that, shared missions will become possible. The galaxy and system maps will be handed back, some of the functionality that went missing, and the sell-your-ship-by-accident user interface will be enhanced, possibly with a confirmation box that reads... Are you sure you want to accidentally sell your engineered ship? Yes? No? Maybe? And the Pilots' Federation will talk to its rank-and-file commanders. It will... communicate. It will ask us how things are going. And it will tell us what is coming next. They may also play some Community CQC. And how is Commander Skiffy doing, running about in that settlement, dodging laser zaps, grenades and bullets in his Dominator suit? Well done, Commander Skiffy. Your team has won. Time to get back into your ship and cash in those well-earned bounty vouchers. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. I see your moustache. I kill you. <laughs> I go looking for your favourite pet. Thank you, Commanders Beetlejude and Weatherspoon. We now go over to the CG News Desk for Flossie to bring us up to date with the CG News. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, you're Home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do when your faction leader's a dog and your daily tasks are a slog? You're feeling like a youth cog. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives. Let Flossie tell you what it is. Then you can get involved. Listen to what Flossie says Interstellar Initiative Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should listen to what Flossie says Listen to what Flossie says What on earth can we do? Do what Flossie tells you to 
What if she talks nonsense? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie said Now we heard what Flossie said We can put this matter to bed Just keep a voice in your head Flossie told you what to do Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG News. Last week's CGs, the fight for core dynamics with the Silver Legal Group and the fight for Jupiter Division's survival in the Psy-Tech system, I can't say that, core dynamics ended at just over Tier 1 with 69,190,072,184 credits earned by 4,290 contributors. Jupiter Division hardly made it off the ground, with only a little over 10 billion credits earned by just 856 contributors. So they lose their fight for survival. And this week, there are no CGs. That's it for this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. Boo to Jupiter Division and <laughs> evil Rochester Jupiter didn't win. And 856 people contributing. Sausages. Anyway, thank you very much to Flossie. So no new CGs this week. I've got my Explorer Daka Daka Trucking Python all dressed up in purple and nowhere to put it. Oh, well, while I go and unpack, it's over to the Apology Officer with this week's sports results. Welcome to the Hutton Sports Report. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a free commander data. He's fluent in over 6 million forms of communication, you know. This week we have the following events. The Punch It Bungle Race to the End of the Galaxy. The Old Jedi Nerve Pinch Challenge. The Help Me Buck Rogers, You're My Only Hope, Captain John Luke Skywalker Cup. The Didn't Captain Picard Play Gandalf in that Harry Potter movie, Charity Shield? The Nanu Nanu, I Am Your Father Marty Special Awards. And the Doctor Whom Time Travelling Through the Stargate in a DeLorean, People's Choice Award. So, quoting the Jawa rules of acquisition, we'll earn double points and shouting, You're a Jedi now, Ari! We'll move you 12 parsecs. May La Forge be with you. And this cl- the classified results for this week are Comet Born, 51. The Shriek, 32. Orange Sidewinder, 119. Happy Moon Monkey, 92. Leo Drac, 365.5. Montgomery Python, 179.5. Attic 2, 201. Nezar Curin, 153. Scully, 130. Protomaniac, 86. James the Fox, 1550. 
Chattermage, 260. New Elgin, 2. Dundee Wanderers, 3. Duntoker Hibernian, 1. Avrionians, 3. Wolf, 359 Wanderers, 2. Hackhole Caledonian Thistle, 2. Dynamo LP525-39, 1. Ali of Alliance, 2. Decals for Scully. Mulder gets nothing. Please email I took part at huntandorbital.com and we need to collect your hunting decal kit, which this week consists of some tribbles from Tatooine, Ron Weasley's phaser sword, and some down lithium crystals to power your X-Wing. We have 12 hunting runs on the book this week. The fastest is King Hanky, that's Hanky Clone 5371-Delta, with a time of 1 hour, 23 minutes and 47 seconds. This puts them... 1 minute and 28 seconds behind the record and in 64th place overall. The slowest of the crop this week was Flax with two X's and two Z's, who made the trip in 1 hour, 47 minutes and 21 seconds. And that is a mere 27 minutes and 1 second behind the record holder. And that puts Flax with two X's and two Z's in 530th place. Are you tired of breaking Indiana Jones' fingers and pontificating about how we will all be washed away like Luke's family in the photo unless you can get Hermione Granger and Darth Maul to kiss the enchantment under the Death Star dance? Well, don't get off your GF Sebastian-designed replicant ass. fire up the TARDIS and explain to the Sand people how it's actually bigger on the outside and then get some work done to celebrate Towel Day. But before you do that, take a moment to go to hot.furthermug and download or sign up for the Hutton Helper. Let's face it, anything has to be better than having a prostyling missile fired right into the middle of your flux capacitor. Well, I'm off to take my medication and have a lie down. Back to Studio 5. Thank you, Mia, I think. Um, before I get time to think too deeply about all that, let's move swiftly on to Amelia Hawke, as it were. As she opens up about this week's Galnet Res Digest. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities. So you don't have to. Tea. Often touted as that most English of drinks, or part of ceremonies that go back millennia in parts of Old Earth regarded as the East. Tea has become synonymous with calm, of quiet contemplation, of that pause between layers of bricks in the wall, of two sugars, leave it till it's strong enough to eat the teaspoon, of tea cakes and afternoon tea, high tea and reading tea leaves to tell your fortune. Now you can't have instant tea, that's an abomination. Proper tea takes time to get right and time to savour. Our rare this week is, in some regards, no different. Fresh buds plucked from the Camellia sinuses tea plants of Ethgris are some of the finest in the galaxy. Processed, as with any other tea infusion, if left to oxidise, it makes a strong, golden, builder's tea. 
if stored in such a way as to prevent rapid oxidization, makes a fine calming green tea that's perfect for soothing the nerves. Also, as with the tea from Old Earth, it can't be grown just anywhere. It can only be found and harvested in the Ethgrease system. And the price tag is eye-watering. Buy it in the, in the system and you'll be parting with enough cash to buy a Sidewinder for just one sealed canister of it. Buy it further away and you'll be paying anything up to the cost of a Cobra Mark III. Ethgree's bud smuggling has become a hobby for many a pirate attempting to get away with not paying the duty. There is one word that I neglected to include in the name of the plant above. It's not just a Camellia sinensis plant. It's the carnivorous Camellia sinensis plant. Think carnivorous plant and you'll immediately think of the dangerous pitcher or Venus flytrap, or any number of wily members of the plant world that lie in wait for unsuspecting fly or beetle to fall into its clutches. Not so in this case. Ethgree's tea plants are anything but sedentary. They're semi-sentient and unique in the plant world by being fully mobile. In fact, not just fully mobile, they run! Long, fibrous, tentacle-like legs uproot in the spring and these tea plants actively hunt down their prey, running them down on the plains of Ethgrees to entangle and then devour them with viciously barbed mouthpieces at the top of their stems. Not only that, but they scream as they run, almost as if someone perver some perverse pleasure they set off at an ear-splitting screaming run, causing animal life to scatter in fear as they're relentlessly hunted down. Harvesting this tea is a challenge. You can't kill the plant, as that ruins the flavour. So the trained Ethery's bud pluckers pluck up their courage, stand to one edge of a field of dozing tea plants, and prepare for a round of skins versus bark bulldog. Sprinting from one edge of the field to the safety of the fence on the other side, they attempt to pluck a bud from a plant as they pass then make it to the safety pen without being caught and devoured. An enraged, recently plucked Ethgree's tea plant is an angry sight indeed. One stumble, one misstep, and you're in danger of becoming its latest meal. The species is protected, meaning that if you're caught, you can't fight back. It's a toothy green end for you. Make it back with a handful of buds, and you're hailed as a conquering hero then told to go and do it again. And again. There are old bud pluckers and bold bud pluckers, but very few old bold bud pluckers out there. One torn hamstring, one pulled groin muscle, and you're out of the game. But if you're fit and wily and have your wits about you, in an afternoon you can make a small fortune. If you're not, well, they'll sing songs about you around the campfire. This is Amelia Hawk reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest with a lovely cup of tea in one hand and my gaze firmly on the harvesting ground in front of me. As I sip my tea, and delicious it is too, I can see a fine athletic looking specimen clad in nothing but a loincloth preparing to make their first run through the field. Oil to make them harder to catch, they've got a pouch at their belt and have taken the standard sprinter's pose in the starting line. And they're off! 
they've made it to the first plant without being noticed and yes they've grabbed a bud and have set off at a fair old pace across to the next plant the plant is in hot pursuit tendrils lashing and grabbing at him he's made it to a second one and a cheer has gone up from the crowd as he vaults over a root ball and onto his next the entire grove of tea trees now has their attention on him and discretion being the better part of valor he's heading for the safety of the fence but wait a second i can see his shoes yes he's left his laces untied and he's gone sprawling oh oh dear he's been grabbed by the bush oh what a sight it's waiting for the rest of the grove to catch up and oh oh my god that's horrible they're pulling him limb from limb and chewing on his dismembered body parts Ugh. well you know what they say a bud in the hand is worth two in the bush especially when the bush has teeth i've seen this spectacle so you don't have to but uh, for some reason i've entirely gone off this cup of tea uh, anyone got some coffee butt plug Say it, didn't you? I didn't do that. I that was not in the script that I wrote. <laughs> it was me. You really <laughs> wanted me to say it. Oh. Uh, well, well, congratulations on not tripping up over over the words that weren't rude words. Um, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> and for correctly shouting the words that were rude words. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. I'm not a bud plucker. I'm a bud plucker's mate. Yes, I'm only plucking buds. <laughs> Because the 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 um, oh, the butt plug is late. Yes, and I've said it as well. Um, oh crikey! I mean, that's that, that. Is it really worth it? That tea, Amelia? Yes, it is. I mean, the... being chased by screaming plants intent it's... on pulling you limb from limb. You know, it's worth it going there just to watch the festivities as someone grabs a bud. Uh, I guess <laughs> you see festivities. <laughs> I mean, I just just it, it, picturing this 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 poor sort of youngster who's been training for a few years to get fast enough, running across this field, grabbing something, and they go, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" And is, diving for the fence. It's just... they really make an event out of it. It's brilliant. Yeah. It, it, although it, although it's it really nasty if they manage to get caught. Yeah, I mean, of course, you you can't save them from the plants. You're not allowed to attack these plants. I mean, they're a protected no, species. Yeah, they're a protected species. I, I mean, would have the, to say as well, if you, if you don't tie your shoelaces, you're asking for trouble. Unless you <laughs> use Hay and Bolt, in which case you just look smug. Yeah. I think the difference there is if you don't get caught, you can look smug. And if you do get caught, there's tusk, tusk, tusk mm. in your near future. Well, there is, yeah. there is the have, crumch, crumch, crumch. But, you know. Yeah, you have to get in close enough to get the buds in the first place, too. Yes, it, it, it helps if they start off um, docile and sleeping. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, but they take off at a heck of a rate, these plants. I mean, they, they, they really do. Oh, my God, yeah. there's, the speed is insane. Yeah, I, I mean, that many sort of roots and limbs sort of undulating along the ground, propelling them at speed. They sort of lit, hoik themselves up on sort of the tips of their roots. And the, I mean, yeah. they, some of the older plants, the length of their legs. I, I'm, I'm sort of picturing fast ants. Really fast ants. Yes. Fast, yes. Fast, yes. fast angry ants. <laughs> fast, angry, very, very hasty ants. Yes. 
with teeth. The, with teeth. The, the march of the Ents takes on a whole new meaning. Yeah. <laughs> whom, whom, yes. Ents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, look, thank, th- th- thank you very much, Amelia. And um, yeah, I, I, there was somebody, the orange sign wanted to say, oh, she's my favourite bit of the show. <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> oh, oh, well, thank you. Well, well, the second, second favourite, this one just coming up when we finish, that's his favourite. It's nice, yes, it it's nice to have low standards, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's nobody said that about the sports report. Well, it was your mixed metaphors there, and you know, Did oh. love, yeah, yeah. No, we love, uh, we love possi- the sports report. It was possibly painful for some people. <laughs> yes, uh, especially those who lost. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's so um, so Flossie, No CGs this week. Just going back to your bit from familiar. Mm. No. Um, but so there might be coming up possibly next week. I mean, there's another big update coming on Thursday, but you never know. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. The next bit of the story, or yeah, something yes. something going on. And um, other than that, on on the BGS side of things, I know Commander Chicks has escaped now, but uh, Commander Palantir. That's I think me. it's a really simple instruction for this week, isn't it? Yes. Go to Alpha C. Feet. Get yes. some bounties. Catch the bad people and don't let them take... The- well, the mugs are offline and the gin's offline and this is bad, so, yeah. I can't fly because my hands are shaking so badly now. Yeah, well, that, that's what, what Hutton mug withdrawal... I mean, you're going to get mods. I mean, this is... They are trying to, like, launch mods on the galaxy. If without the mugs, we're all going to get mods. Absolutely. So we've, we've got to bring them back online. It's, you can't... Wearing a mask isn't enough, obviously. Oh, no, no. If you don't, if you don't get your regular, you know... Hutton beverage in your in your mug. You're in severe risk. S- severe, severe risk. Uh, other than, other than that, um, is there any news, apology officer, on sort of new categories coming soon to a a, a sports report near you? I, I have no idea. I know they're I, working I on it. So. Yeah, they I've heard that they're working on it. So here's hoping. Yeah. Yeah, because then you get a longer bit. Well. <laughs> You see, my bet's not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, it's not my place to comment, no. Yes, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it means we can add some more categories and I might be able to stop doing the Scottish football teams. <laughs> well, yes, we, you're going to run out of this. Scotland's not big enough for that many Oh, games. you'd be surprised at how many teams there are. And I, I, can you reuse them? Because people have only got like, a two or three-week memory span anyway. Well, <laughs> there, there, is, there is that. What I'll week be, is it now? How doing... did we get to sort of well, June? For the for the uh, for the football teams and the uh, and the Hutton Space football teams, I've been using the same scores for the past two three months. So you know, <laughs> but the other scores are real though. The, the other scores, oh, drawn, the main scores yeah. are real. Yeah, yeah, the main scores are real. So the, these are actually taken from the Hutton Helper. They and come straight for the Hutton Helper. Yep, and yeah. I, I, I narrow them down. To, you know, what you you don't go. You know. One billion five hundred thirty-two thousand million. You Not unless get, you're Flossie, who gets yeah. the numbers absolutely. You know. You, yeah, you kind of what you do is you <laughs> you make it into thousands. You know, so you go. It's instead of being one billion five hundred thousand or five hundred million, you'll do one thousand five hundred. Well, yeah, it's a bit. It's it, a bit yeah. like the squadron awards when you know a one credit is not one point in the exploration yeah. ones. It, well, yeah. it is, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's exactly the same number as you get, but I've just done it in thousands rather than doing all the individual numbers of the yeah i mean thing. i've never seen you know kill a pirate and you get three credits so yeah. you're just taking a few you're knocking a few noughts off the end that's, knocking the noughts off the end that's all we're doing yeah you know 
Um, and talk about knocking the noughts off the end. It's just about time for the for the end of the show. Then, um, does anybody have anything else to add before we um, do our play out tune? Just the I would, one. I would just like to say this is insanely early for a show that you're in. <laughs> I took it to heart. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, I, on this week, I'm going to I'm going to blame the Pilots Federation and not having any CGs. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Makes a how, difference. How very dirty. How yeah. very, very dare they. How dare they. How very dare they. Well, I, I think everybody's resting on their laurels, having given uh, Jupiter Rochester a darn good kicking. Just Threshing. because a commander likes to deliver a few tons of cargo doesn't mean there's <laughs> <laughs> a CG hound. Well, yeah, it's nice It's nice to have a little bit of a break and go and do yeah. other things like like save Alpha Centauri, you know, that, that oh, that sort of stuff. Texas Leacon Massacre on Saturday. Save our mugs. Yeah. I should be taking the Adrift and the Flame with its ID tag of help me. Um, along You're not the taking the unreasonably large sulk with you then? Uh, no, it's a type 10 and that wouldn't do. Well, that's a Lacon. Yeah. But I mean, you could be, you could be on the rabbits rather than the, you know, yeah, uh, the you've got, team. what you've got is uh, you've got type 10, you've got type sevens as your, as your miners and then small and medium Lacon ships as your defenders. Right. Killbacks. Keelbacks and anything, you know, anything that's that's made by Lacon. So, you know, keelbacks and Type 6s. And... Yeah, breeze blocks and... Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, oh, and you've got the, the Alliance, the Lacon Alliance ships. I just think it's oh, nice yes, that they managed to persuade you that you, you're the only one suitable to go into a Type 7 for to be hunted at yeah. this weekend, you know. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget to put the bullhorns on the front, though. Yeah, I have also taken the Type 7 Q ship, which I, I may have to resort to, which is the one where all the, all the, um, all the side panels drop and it's covered in guns. All right. Um, and, and have you got any of the... Anybody bringing body kits? for the, Are there Type 7 body kits? Uh, no. You do get some nice paint jobs for the Type 7, but no body kit, I'm afraid. This is an oversight that we, we need to address. We, we do get... Yeah. Body kits and with fantastic spoilers for the Type Six, though. Oh yeah, yeah, but the, the Type Seven. I mean, are, are they saying it's perfection and they don't need any more? I think it would be hard to make it look more aerodynamic. You could turn it into a and, complete and box gonna... with, with well, it's, yeah, it's, it's not supposed yeah, to be. Can, yeah, you could spin off the corners. <laughs> It's not. It's not an aerodynamic thing. It, it, it's more, uh, um, you know, Saxo Dazza, blue neon, widened wheel arches. You yeah. Know. What What could you do to a Type Seven? A Halford Special. You could give it. What you could do is extend the front and give it an even bigger forehead. Or a chin. You could you know go the full massive, Jimmy Hill. Yeah, give it a massive chin as well. You could stick a load of aerials out one side of it. Um, I mean, you imagine you imagine a raider pack, all the spikes on the outside of a, oh, a yeah. you know, Type Seven. Type Seven one has all the spikes on the inside. <laughs> yes, <it's, laughs> if it isn't punishment enough, yes. yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, you're going to want a massive spoiler on the back or a selection of massive spoilers to put in the back. Oh, spoilers on your spoilers, though. The type, the type, the type 10. ten special, yes. Yeah, with with double spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't the Cobra Mark III have a really wide spoiler that goes almost the entire width of the back of the ship? Yes, it does. It does. That's one of the options. So yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, we need to petition the Pilots Federation to have um, Type Seven ship kits. Just yeah. just so you look slightly less embarrassing flying. And them. you do when you uh, and not a radar kit though, because who goes reading in a Type Seven? 
I really want a Type 9 ship kit. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, imagine the spoiler on that. Imagine how wide it would have to be. But wouldn't that just turn it into a Type 10? No, you want a, you need a... But you you can spoiler. get the Type 9 Raider Pack. The Type 9 Raider Pack does exist. I have it. I do have it. And you can stick bits of... Yeah, your your horny, horny, horny space cow. Yeah, and pipes and stuff onto the outside of it. It's great. Yeah. Though the 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 vulture raider pack um, is is a bit bit random. I mean that that one you sort of get flying along in your anaconda. Oh, I've got a vulture stuck to me. You brush it off of it. You know? <laughs> the orange sidewinder just pointed out might be hard to get type nine through a slot if if you've got a spoiler on there. You yeah, know? I mean obviously it means you can never go to a Coriolis station again. It would, you can only mm-hmm. do you can only do surface boats, but. It's worth it for a spoiler. Spoiler and shoehorn kit. Yes. And you, you've seen the Adder ship kit ones that make it look like a, like a manta ray. Uh, yes, yes, I, the silly yeah. wing extensions. I'm not a big fan of silly wing extensions, normally. Yeah, or give it little fins. Well, I, do you see, I'd, I'd love to see some of the uh, Apex taxis with ship kits. Mm-hmm. I know that's just a tiny little thing, but it'd be, it'd be quite nice that the occasional ship kit one came through. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. They might, they might sell more. I need to have a think now about what would be good with a ship kit on it that hasn't got a ship kit on it. Because I know the... The Cobra um, Mark IV. Yeah. Oh, that's oh got, yeah. that has got a ship kit. No, the, the Mark III has. The Mark IV hasn't, I don't think. I thought they'd... Oh, they've done some paint for the, the Mark this, IV now, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. The, the Sidewinders get fantastic one. It's got one with like, two big jet intakes on the front. Yes, yeah. They look, it looks like some kind of space dredger on the front of it. Yeah. Uh, that's that's fantastic. Okay, I'm going to show Artwork now. Aardvark, Aardvark. Aardvark. Right, that, that's enough about that. Well, look, thank you very much to Commander Flossie. Thank you very much to Amelia and to the, the maestro this evening, Commander Palantir, to the absent chicks, to Amelia, to uh, the Dex, to my family. If you don't mention me next, I am going to be very upset <laughs> with you. <laughs> I got oh. mentioned twice. Mention me, mention me, I want attention. And to Flossie and to Commander Palantir and, and oh yeah, the Apology Officer. Yes. Yeah, get up. Yes. And, and of course to our <laughs> listener. To, to our listener, thank you very much for tuning in. We will be back uh, next week, same time-ish, same place, definitely, and same silly carry-on, absolutely. Other than that, it's, Amelia, all we, it's all we know. For the mug! <laughs> for the mug! <laughs> never really mattered at all we're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today super cruising all across the milky way we'll take anything anytime and
That's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off?